محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح حي على الفلاح الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونعوذ بالله تعالى من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح للأمة فكشف الله تعالى به الغمة وجاهد في الله حق جهاده حتى أتاه اليقين من ربه اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد الرحمة المهداه وعلى آل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين وعلى أصحابه وعلى من تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون all praises belonging to Allah Azza wa Jal. May the peace and blessings be upon his beloved Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and upon his family and companions in entirety. Ask Allah Azza wa Jal on this last Friday in 2023 that he gives nasr and victory to Islam and Muslims, to our brothers and sisters in the East and West, to our brothers and sisters in Palestine and Gaza. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us to see unity for the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, strength for the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, an Ummah founded upon clear principles and values, with clear vision, with good leadership, with strong resolve, with relentless commitment to Allah Azza wa Jalla and to our purpose, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to be part of that change and allow us to be agents for change and goodness wherever we go. Allahumma ameen, Allahumma ameen. We continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in Palestine and Gaza as the numbers continue to rise and the bloodshed continues and we're at nearly 30,000 lives lost because of the because of the aggression of Israel may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hasten the demise of oppressors wherever they are and may Allah azza wa jal rid the earth from corruption and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lead lead for us a path to justice Allahumma ameen Allahumma ameen Brothers and sisters, we've been reflecting for a long time and we continue to reflect. And we have our children in this khutbah joining us in reflection. 
the reflections on Gaza and how it should inspire us and change us are endless. It doesn't get old. Because our belief and our hope is that Gaza is a turning point for humanity and for the Ummah. Gaza, insha'Allah ta'ala, is the beginning of great change. A lot of things are happening in the world, brothers and sisters. And Gaza is inspiring. Muslim and non-Muslim, every person of conscience is being inspired by what's coming out of Gaza. And we've been reflecting on how we need to change based on what's happening there. Because historically, as we said, victory in Palestine, as it happened during the time of the Khulafa, during the time of Sayyidina Umar, or as it happened later on during the time of Sayyidina Salahuddin, it didn't come about quickly or randomly. No, it needed a lot of focus on generation building. And that's the topic of discussion now. How can we build a generation that really changes the direction for the Ummah of Muhammad It's not about money. The Ummah of Muhammad has a lot of money. It's about building nufus, building hearts, changing perceptions. And we've been reflecting on many different aspects of this. As we have our children with us, we want to collectively reflect. Will we, as individuals, be givers or takers? Will we be like our beloved Prophet ﷺ set forth for us in the prophetic ethos? An ummah of fulfilling needs. Will we be fulfiller of needs? Will we be an ummah of selflessness, of refined concern? The people of Gaza, brothers and sisters, don't have the luxury for nonsense. And we've seen what nonsense does to our lives. It eats away at our core. Nonsense eats away at people's emotions and their, their spirituality, their relationships, their families, and all the rest. What informs my decision making? That's how I should be thinking right now. How can I learn empathy? We want our children to feel this. Gaza and Palestine is not about Palestinians or the Palestinian cause. No, no, not at all. How can I be a person of true prophetic empathy? Because that's the path to selflessness. Gaza inspires not because of their selves and their ashkhas, their, their, their physical beings. No, 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 no. The people of Gaza inspire on one end because of their deen and their iman. Their reaction to unimaginable pressure. What does pressure do to people? How does it make them sacrifice their principles? This is something that's relevant to every one of our lives. That's one reason, because of their deen and their iman. Gaza inspires because what's happening there gives us an alternative path. It shows us it's not about the outward. There are people in the most posh areas in America, in mansions, who wish they had the hope that the people of Gaza have. Number three, Gaza inspires because it shows us there's hope. After decades of this so-called peace process that's only inspired hopelessness and despair and we've realized it's all a sham. This whole one-sided peace process that's all about land grabbing and illegal settlements and about power and dominance and abuse of power. That's what it showed us. 
Gaza shows us an alternative path. No, we are a strong ummah and the source of this strength is within. Brothers and sisters, we need to reflect deeply on the example of our beloved sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As we consider another aspect of this discussion, these are what we've discussed in past weeks. As we consider another aspect of this discussion about the roadmap for change, for us as individuals and as a community, one critical point that needs to be central to this is, we need to be an ummah that sticks to our principles. We need to be an ummah guided by principles. The Prophet ﷺ, in his transition to Medina, those last years in Mecca, shows us what it means to have relentless commitment to your principles and to not buckle in the face of immense pressure. And the people of Gaza show us the same thing. Our principles are put to the test, especially when we're under pressure. How do I function when I'm under pressure? What does it lead me to say? What does it lead me to do? May Allah forgive us. May Allah better us. May Allah purify us and refine us. Brothers and sisters, when you look at those last years in Mecca, the Prophet ﷺ did something completely unheard of in tribal Arabia and all of Al Jazeera Al Arabiya. He began searching for a safe haven for the da'wah, for protection from a people more trusted than your own blood. Tribal Arabia was all about qabaliyyah, about nusrat al-dam, about supporting your brethren and your kin. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala laid forth the universality of the message, the concept of ummah. This concept that we celebrate, that breaks us out of blood ties and ethnic, and, and ethnic cultures and ethnicities and languages and all those boundaries. It breaks us out of all of that. The Prophet ﷺ realized there's a greater calling. He began searching for a new safe haven. The Prophet ﷺ in those last years in Mecca was in a situation that if he did compromise on his principles, everyone would understand. He was under the threat of execution and, per and he was persecuted to the highest degree. He lost his protection from Abu Talib and his wife Khadija after they passed away in Amal Huzun. People would have understood if the Prophet ﷺ negotiated his principles. He even was told to say, as the Quran says, إِلَّا مَنْ أُكْرِهَا وَقَلْبُهُ مُطْمَئِنٌ بِالْإِيمَانِ You're under the greatest pressures and you're forced and compelled to disbelieve, then say the words of disbelief. But the Prophet ﷺ shows us that he was always in a position of strength. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes things look like you're at a disadvantage. And sometimes things look like you're in a position of weakness. Like when the Prophet ﷺ made that 75-mile trek to Ta'if, calling to Allah, it looked like he was in a position of weakness. But he wasn't. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Prophet ﷺ shows us in that situation, even after he was cast out and bloodied and bruised and chased out by the children of Ta'if, he still shows us, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
commitment to his principles. He did not show weakness as he was given the plate of food by Haddas, this Christian slave boy, and he said, Bismillah, in the name of Allah. And then this, this slave boy was puzzled by what Muhammad وسلم, was saying, and then the Prophet وسلم, told him a basic principle about what Islam's all about, how the Prophet وسلم's message was connected with that of Sayyidina Yunus السلام, who happened to be from the same town of Addas, this greater calling in the universality of Islam shows us Prophet ﷺ was given unimaginable strength. Brothers and sisters, other situations in those last years, Prophet ﷺ needed to find a safe haven. He didn't find it in Ta'if. He went to this tribe, Banu Amir ibn Sa'sa'a. And they saw something in the Prophet ﷺ. They saw he, was a, he, he had talent. He had potential. So what did they say? They consulted with each other. Wallahi, the, the noble and the chief of Banu Amr ibn Sa'sa'a, he said, Wallahi, law anni akhadtu hadha al-fata min Quraysh la akaltu bihi al-Arab. If I take this man, this young man from Quraysh, we'll defeat everyone. Let him lead us to victory and then we'll get the power after him. So he said, all right, we'll follow you. They said to him, أَرَأَيْتَ إِنْ نَحْنُ بَيَعْنَاكَ عَلَىٰ أَمْرِكَ أَظْهَرَكَ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ مَنْ خَالَأَفَكَ أَيَكُونُ لَنَا الْأَمْرَ مِنْ بَعْدِكَ He said, أَيَكُونُ لَنَا الْأَمْرُ مِنْ بَعْدِكَ If we follow you, will you make us leaders after? So the Prophet said, الْأَمْرُ لِلَّهِ يَضَعُهُ حَيْثُ يَشَاءُ That's up to Allah. Don't think that because I'm in a position of weakness as you see it. That I will buckle and say and give you a promise that you will be the leaders after. No, al-amru lillah. This is to Allah. He chooses who will lead after. Yada'uhu haythu yasha. Prophet ﷺ continued to present the da'wah until he found the ansar. Then he shows us another sign of his Commitment to principles. Brothers and sisters, this is, we're going to bring this discussion back home to the way we operate. Look at, look at this last scene that I'm sharing with you. Prophet ﷺ found the Ansar of Medina who were blessed and chosen because of their fortitude and their, because of their foresight and their wisdom. They were blessed with Yathrib becoming Al-Madina Al-Munawwara, the city of lights, when the Prophet ﷺ came to it. They said to the Prophet ﷺ, Ya Rasulullah, Inna baynana wa bayna al-rijali hibalan wa inna qati'uha fahal asayta in fa'alna thalika thumma adharaka Allahu an tarji'a ila qawmika wa tada'ana They said to the Prophet ﷺ, look, we're about to make a big sacrifice. We're going to cut off ties and go to you to the farthest lengths to support your message. If we do this, and then Allah gives you victory, are you going to leave us and go back to your people? So then the Prophet ﷺ shows us the principled man he was. The prophetic ethos is all about 
being principled in the way we talk and function, in the way we make decisions, in the way we deal with each other. The Prophet said, No, 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 no. I am going to be part of you. I am going to be from you. Our endeavor and our interests are one. I go where you go. And the Prophet showed this, showed his prophetic wafa and loyalty after Fatih Mecca later on. Brothers and sisters, the weight of our principles. Why is this subject so important? And how does it relate to Gaza? After months of being under this intense amount of bombing, brothers and sisters, we have in the modern era collectively, there has not been this much amount of bombs descending on a small strip of land like this. Not in Nagasaki, not in Hiroshima, not in, not in uh, Syria, not in Iraq. Israel is sending 2,000 pound bombs in residential areas. That's something that America did not even do in Iraq. It is not an understatement. There's hundreds and hundreds of tons being descended upon Gaza in such an indiscriminate way. May Allah allow the criminals to be held accountable. May Allah allow us to see them disgraced and held accountable for their crimes against the children of Gaza, the, the women of Gaza, the elderly of Gaza, the innocent of Gaza. Allahumma ameen. Brothers and sisters, we need to be an ummah of principles. There's no way the people of Gaza could have endured this much for this long if they were not a people of principles, of prophetic principles. Brothers and sisters, being committed to principles, when is this highlighted? And again, I want, this is a special khutbah because we have our kids with us. Please. Please, kids, think with us. Brothers, If you see any spaces, please fill them up. Jazakumullah khair. Please think with us. Please think with us because there are kids your age on the other side of the world being raised to be men because of what the reality has forced them into. Think with us. When... Are my principles highlighted? In one situation, they're highlighted under immense pressure. Under immense pressure. When I'm in a contentious, contentious situation, when I feel like I'm forced down a path, that's when my principles will show, as they showed with the Prophet. What's the second situation in which our principles are highlighted? When there's overpowering whim or desire. When I really, really, really want something. And I want to put my hand on it. Or I want to take it. Or I want to experience it. And I know it's haram. And I know it's displeasing to Allah. And I have this conflict within me. Should I do it or not? When your nafs tells you this, remember and remind yourself, Wallahi, there's no goodness in life. If you don't stick to your principles, 
when there's overpowering women desire and you have the urge to do something wrong, don't do it. It's not worth it. So much loss will come about if I give up my principles. What's another situation in which our principles are highlighted? When there's uncontrollable emotion. When people are extremely angry. I need to ask myself, what do I say and what do I do when I'm extremely angry? When I'm extremely sad. When I'm deeply attached to someone or something, what do I do? How are my principles highlighted then? Right, this is the... This is the Qur'anic call. Brothers and sisters, the path to change for us as individuals and as an ummah is not something out of reach. It really just takes us a level of sincerity and ikhlas. A level of realization of what truly matters. What's another situation in which principles are highlighted? When there's power, this is the fourth one. When there's power without accountability. When there's power without accountability. And we've clearly seen what the superpowers of today, what their principles look like. When there's power without accountability like we see in Israel, this Zionist state. We see what could be done to human beings when someone has no moral compass. When someone is absolutely morally decadent, doesn't really care about who dies and at what expense. That's the reality. A fifth situation, and this is the last one, in which our principles are highlighted in complete privacy. In complete privacy. When no one else sees you. When no one else is with you. When no one else knows about what you're doing or where you're going or who you're choosing to be with, how will I operate? How will I operate? That's a real question of integrity. How do I operate privately? I ask Allah Azza wa Jal to make us of those who find their principles within them and Apply them in every aspect of our lives. Wallahi, brothers and sisters. Generation building is the path to true and sustained victory. I want victory for the ummah of Islam. Let me start applying it in my business place. Let me start applying it in my home. Let me start applying it in my personal life. Let me teach it to my children. And we will see the nasr for the ummah. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin. Ashraf al-Khalqi wa Sayyid al-Mursaleen. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Ya ayuhal ladhina amanu attaqullaha wal tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat lighadan. Wa attaqullaha inna allaha khabirun bima ta'amalun. Amma ba'd, brothers and sisters, there are so many aspects in our deen that teach us to be committed to our principles. There are so many examples from the prophetic from the, the life of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam 
One time, he teaches us as an ummah, one time a man came seeking the repayment of his debt. And he was very aggressive with our Habib, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the Prophet, please, brothers, taqaddamu ilal amam. If you see any space in front of you, please, tazahamu tarahamu. Tazahamu tarahamu. So everyone gets a place to pray inside the masjid. Jazakumullah khair. Tazahamu tarahamu. He was very aggressive with our Habib, sallallahu and so the companions, when they saw this, they got very angry for the Prophet. And they were going to do something to the man. The Prophet وسلم, said, hold it right there. Why didn't you stand with him? He's asking for his rights. He's not asking for something wrong. There's no sanctity for a nation, for an ummah in which the weak person cannot get his right with unfettered access. There's no goodness in that. Being an ummah of principles, Allah warns us. You know what He warns us? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, إِنَّ When do people end up veering far, far away from goodness? When they see themselves as fully independent, self-sufficient, I could do it. I got this. And then he says, Don't forget your utter dependence and utter need of Allah because you're going to go back to Him. How dare you think like that? Brothers and sisters, what happens when principles are lost? This is the last point of reflection in the khutbah. What happens when principles are lost? So when our principles highlighted, we mentioned five situations. What happens when principles are lost? This needs some reflection. One thing that happens, and we see this, ruin on every level. When there's no principles, there's utter ruin and damar. Within and without, on the individual level, on the family level, community level, every level, utter ruin. That's why Gaza is a social model for rebuild for the Ummah of Muhammad Yeah, you could look at Gaza and say, hey, 80% of its buildings are destroyed. But you know what's not destroyed? The most critical capital in Gaza. That's the hearts of people. Unimaginably, you find that the hearts of people are well intact in Gaza. Yeah, they'll cry. Yes, they'll be overcome with emotion. But through that, you'll see immense strength. 80% of its buildings are gone, but it's not destroyed. No. Rather, the people in their mansions, who've lost their moral compass, the people in their high positions in government, the people sending down the bombs, they're the ones experiencing true ruin. Because of loss of morals and loss of principles. Brothers and sisters, ruin on every level. How many people have sacrificed their family and for money? Their friendships, for money. Their children, their, ma their marriages, for worldly gain. How many times has that happened? Too many stories to even begin to mention. One thing is loss on every level. What happens when principles are lost? Well, guess what? Loss of identity. 
I'm going to forget who I am. And that's largely what's happened to the Ummah of Muhammad today. It's forgotten its true prophetic identity. And the tragedies of today, whether in Syria or Gaza or in Sudan or, or in Iraq or in Yemen or elsewhere, are reminding the Ummah of Muhammad of its true identity. Loss of identity. Number three, mistrust. When there's no principles, guess what happens? We won't trust each other. Everyone will be looking over their shoulder. What's this person next to me going to do to me? Four, <coughs> misdirection, confusion, takhabbut. I will not know which path to tread if I'm a person who's not guided by principles. I'll go here seeking alliances with certain politicians who've proven utterly bankrupt. Wallahi, we've lost complete hope in the entire political system in our country because of the hypocrisy it's exposed within them. Brothers and sisters, misdirection and confusion, the last one, spiritual weakness and loss of will. All of this happens when principles are lost. May Allah Azza wa make us an ummah of principles and guide us through our principles as we think of Gaza. I'll leave you with this, brothers and sisters. As we think of Gaza and we reflect on Gaza, we should think about the words of Sayyidina Abdurrahman ibn Awf. Sayyidina Abdurrahman ibn Awf was one of the wealthy companions. He had a lot of prosperity, but he had clarity. He was one of the Sahaba. He was presented with a delicious meal, as I'm sure many of us, all of us, in this past week, two weeks, have experienced all kinds of delicious foods and delights. When, especially when you compare them to what our brothers and sisters in Gaza are going through. Sayyidina Abdurrahman, when he was presented with this food, he looked at it and he reflected. He said, Qutila Mus'ab, wa khayrun minni. Mus'ab was killed and he's better than me. Sayyidina Mus'ab was very mun'am. When he was buried, he had nothing. He was covered in a, in, a, in a cloak that when you put it on his upper body, his lower body would show. He didn't even have a full kafan to put in when he was buried in his grave. Then he said what? وَقُتِلَ حَمْزَ وَهُوَ خَيْرٌ مِّنِّي Hamza was killed and he's better than me. ثُمَّ بُسِطَ لَنَا مِنَ الدُّنْيَا مَا بُسِطَ Then we've been given of this dunya what we've been given. And then he reflected. Every one of us should take this to heart. Reflect on it with your kids as you're leaving the khutbah. He said, أُعْطِينَا مِنَ الدُّنْيَا مَا أُعْطِينَا وَقَدْ خَشِينَا أَن تَكُونَ حَسَنَاتُنَا قَدْ عُجِّلَتْ لَنَا ثُمَّ جَعَلَ يَبْكِي حَتَّى تَرَكَ الطَّعَامِ Sayyidina Abdurrahman ibn Awf, he said, we've been given of this dunya what we've been given. And we're afraid that our hasanat have been hastened for us. Here, go ahead, enjoy your dunya. And he began crying, and he didn't eat the food. May Allah Azza wa allow us to have that empathy as our brothers and sisters in Gaza are starving, enduring, struggling, remaining commitment, remaining committed. Allahumma ameen, Allahumma ameen. Allahumma ansurhum nasran, azizan, muazzara. 
اللهم انصرهم على من ظلمهم وعلى من بغى عليهم اللهم انصرهم على من اعتدى على حرماتهم اللهم عليك بالظالمين اللهم عجل بزوالهم فإنهم لا يعجزونك اللهم اهزمهم وزلزلهم واكفناهم بما شئت وكيف شئت يا رب العالمين اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا وعافنا واعف عنا وتجاوز عن سيئاتنا اللهم اغفر لصغيرنا وكبيرنا وذكرنا وأنثانا وشاهدنا وغائبنا اللهم نحيته منا فأحيه على الإيمان ومن أمته منا فأمته على الإسلام اللهم اجعل خير عمرنا آخرة واجعل خير عملنا خواتمة واجعل خير أيامنا يوم نلقاك فيه وانت رضا عنا آمين آمين وأخذ عن الحمد لله وأقم الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر شهد أن لا إله إلا الله شهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله استقيموا يرحمني يرحمكم الله الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والتين والزيتون وطور سينين وهذا البلد الأمين لقد خلقنا الإنسان في أحسن تقويم ثم رددناه أسفل سافلين إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات فلهم أجر غير ممنون فما يكذبك بعد بالدين أليس الله بأحكم الحاكمين الله سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر 
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألهاكم التكاثر حتى زرتم المقابر كلا سوف تعلمون ثم كلا سوف تعلمون كلا لو تعلمون علم اليقين لترون الجحيم ثم لترونها عين اليقين ثم لتسألن يومئذ عن النعيم الله سمع الله لمن حمدا الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه من وله انتقل إلى رحمة الله الحاج مصطفى عبد اللطيف عساف uh, this is a regular brother who prayed with us in the masjid. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have mercy upon him. Uh, his janazah is tomorrow after Salat al-Dhuhr insha'Allah. And there is a azat tomorrow for him as well. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive him and elevate his status in Jannah. Allahumma fillahu warhamhu wa'afihi wa'afu anhu wa tajawaz an sayyatih. Allahumma akim nuzulahu wa sa'amud khalahu wa jafi al-arda an jambayhi. Allahumma in kana muhsinan fazid fi ihsanihi wa in kana musiyan fatajawaz an sayyatih. Allahumma aghsilhu bil ma'i wa thalj wa al-barad wa naqihi min al-dhunubi wa al-khataya wa al-athaam. Kama yunaqa al-thawb al-abiyadu min al-danas. Allahumma aj'al ma'wahu al-jannah wa la taj'al ma'wahu al-nar. Allahumma abdil 
دارا خير من داره واهلا خيرا من اهله وجيرانا خيرا من جيرانه وارزق اهله الصبر والسلوان واجمعهم به في جناتك جنات النعيم يا ارحم الراحمين. We also make dua 